Master Tavern Keepers, History of the Old World. Slashing in the snow, with axe I hack and slay, o'er a dead we go, laughing all the way, skulls on iron rings, making us all fight, what fun it is to kill and sing a slaying song tonight, oh blood and skulls, blood and skulls, killing all the way. He does not care from where the blood doth flow, so with axe I hack and slay. Hey, blood and skulls, blood and skulls, killing all the way. He does not care from where the blood doth flow, so with axe I hack and slay. Och, Septimus, by all that's holy, what in the name of the old ones are you singing? Oh, yeah, yeah, please, Master Tavernkeeper, I do not think such a song is appropriate for either our ears or those of the neophytes. Surely you will bring a curse upon us all. Ah, uh, uh, by the gods, I, I don't know what came over me. Och, I think I know. It's the rum. I'm confiscating this for the greater good. Apprentice Morelli, pass me a tall, clean glass, please. Oh, yeah, and uh, one for me as well. But, uh, Master Tavernkeeper, wherever did you hear such a blasphemous sing? Ah, actually, it was a song that one of my fellow whalers... Blind Thorkild used to sing whenever he felt the snows of winter were on their way. I'd not really thought about the lyrics, to be perfectly honest, though. I just really liked the melody. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is uh, catchy, but uh, therein lies the danger of it, missings. Ah, indeed. My apologies, everyone. Just ale for me from here on in, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is perhaps for the best. Anyway, I think it's time to uh, finish the tale of how we finally got out of Araby. But not only this, for we now have the perfect opportunity to finally talk about the Hollow Oasis. And go into more detail on the secret beginnings of the thrice-be-cursed skaven of clan pestilence that we spoke of yesterday. Although it, uh, it feels like a couple of years have passed since then. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does indeed. But uh, please... Master Tavernkeeper, enlighten us. I am throbbing with anticipation. Huh? I'm uh, I'm no expert in your in your Reichspiel there, but are you sure you're not mixing up a couple of phrases there, Heinrich? Oh, yeah. Maybe I am. Maybe I am not. Zoviso, Master Tavernkeeper, please continue. Ah, yes, indeed. Let's just uh, gloss over all of that and carry on, eh? Now, after the death of the giant vulture at the hands of our ogre, we finally began our descent down from the Atalan Mountains and into the lands of the Bakir tribes, before finally making our way back to the city of Al-Hayik. 
Our guide's grandson, Fadi, had taken over driving the caravan whilst the witch, Zarka herself, recovered from channeling so much magic earlier. It had uh, completely taken the wind out of her, if you'll excuse the pun. She slept it off in the back, lying comfortably upon the wolf and lion skins we ourselves had been wrapped up in during the previous night. We journeyed on throughout the day before passing near the cursed hollow oasis at nightfall. If you recall, we had left Hassan the ogre up in the mountains to enjoy his well-earned feast of giant vulture flesh. But before he had left our merry party, he had already all but consumed our entire supply of food and drink. A few days without food, I can stomach, if you'll excuse yet another pun. But drink is less of a luxury. Rather, it is quite the necessity, especially in the desert. But as that old children's rhyme from Nordland goes, the bare necessities of life will come to you if you keep what's truly important at the fore of your mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You must be referring to this. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your bodies and your strife. I mean, the bare necessities, Tal and Ria's recipes, that brings the bare necessities of life. <laughs> Indeed. Now, I've not heard that in a long while. And true enough, Tal and Ria duly provided. For here we were, at the cursed hollow oasis, a place with a ready, drinkable pool of water at its heart. But that was not all. With such a name as the cursed hollow oasis, and an infamous history to boot, you'd be right in assuming it came with a healthy dollop of trouble and danger. Ugh, so what's the crack with this cursed hollow oasis then? Ah, well... During the eight months that I spent amongst the Tuareg, I heard the tale of an ancient clan of Skaven, although the, uh, the teller called them Skully, much as they do in Martek. Uh, anyway, he told us that these ratmen had long ago stalked the desert and killed many tribesmen. Now, this clan of rats was nothing special at the time, but their descendants had become a plague upon both the new and old world. For they were the forebears of the infamous clan pestilence that we are very aware of here in Tobaro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yuck, those smelly rats. I have killed countless of them since coming to Tobaro, but uh, I still find it as revolting as I did the first. Ah, yes. Their presence here on the streets of Tobaro is a, is a bane upon the city. And even... If by some miracle we can cleanse the metropolis of the horned ratman's yoke, I fear we shall ne'er be truly free of their shadow. Och, now you're being a bit of a dendra downer there again, Septimus. Bemoaning mysterious shadows of some horned rat, and you're thinking about thirsting gods earlier. You've clearly had too much booze over a prolonged period of time, and not enough sleep. I suggest you have one of uh, Pardini's health potions to pick your spirits up. Here, Heinrich, pass him one of them red bottles from behind the counter. And Septimus, do you still have any of that turmeric root I gave you a while back? Why don't you chew on some of that? That'll sort you out. 
Uh, Cedric, I, I think you may be right. I do, I do. I suddenly feel unaccountably hopeless, despairing even. Ah, uh, and I, I can't, I can't, I can't fathom the reason. I, uh, I, ach, oh, it happens. It's just the fluids in your mind and body being out of kilter. Out of balance, if you like. It'll pass, it'll pass. You've just got to ride those dark waves in the interim, though. Ah, I see. Well, in that case, I'll go with the health potion for now. Ooh, stone necros. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is uh, quite potent stuff. I uh, probably drink far too many. Anyway, back to the cursed hollow oasis. All those years ago, during the exodus of the ratkin from their spawning place of Kavzar, the rats that would go on to become those of Clan Pestilence came to the deserts of northern Araby. They attacked and raised settlements around the coast, near where Al-Haik stands today, brutally slaughtering warbands from the tribes of the Tuareg and Bakir that live nearby. This quickly elicited a much greater retaliatory response from the nomads of the desert, though, who, putting their differences aside, began a concerted campaign to eliminate the verminous interlopers. They harangued and hunted the Skaven, until only two pockets of resistance were left. The rats that had fled to the lake upon which the city of Martek now stands, and another group who retreated to the hollow oasis that lies north of the Atalan Mountains. Both groups were surrounded and slaughtered. The slaughter was great, but the verminous presence was not wholly eradicated. Survivors from both groups sneaked away underground, escaping the bloody jambias of their pursuers, and in the many years that followed, they eventually recouped their losses. And, as we discussed earlier, there are still ratmen hiding beneath the city of Martek, the Skuli, as they call them, preying on the weak in the dark of night. Ach, but what about those trapped at the hollow oasis then? Ah, indeed. These surviving rats found a series of underground tunnels under the oasis that would eventually lead them down beneath the great ocean and then across the globe to Lustria. During their 20-year crossing, they were not idle, and instead they bred as only the ratmen can. And so, when you visited this oasis, what was this place like then? Well, the moons were up above when we stopped. Zarka still slept, so it's up to Fadi, Brambledown and myself to get the water and refill our gourds and canisters. Come, come, let us be quick, my friends. We leapt out of the caravan, loosed one of the undead camels from its reins and put all of our empty water containers over its back. The night was chill. The oasis had grown up around a large rocky pool fed by an underground river that ran deep through caves and tunnels into the bedrock. I hypothesize that it was actually this river 
that had carved out part of the route the fleeing rats had taken those three millennia ago. But uh, I can't prove that one way or the other. Anyway, we led our camel quietly past the palm trees and rocky outcroppings to the water's edge. We were right to be wary, though. We'd set the keen eyes of the halfling, Ludwig Bramble, down on lookout for us whilst Fadi and I filled up our canisters. We were almost done when Bramble Down's voice called out to us. Septimus, three beasts are trying to sneak up on us. One on my right, on the rock. Another on the left, behind the palm tree. And the third, straight ahead, hidden in the dead bushes. Be wary. We wasted no time. I slipped on the hat of illusion that Gensha had given me, pulled out my Cathayan daggers, and went to the right. Fadi, meanwhile, unsheathed his curved blade and moved to the left, whilst Brambledown readied his cleaver and awaited the attack of the nearest of the creatures. It was all over in an instant, but wearing the old grey wizard's hat, time slowed down for me giving me the opportunity to fully take in what happened. Fadi moved first. With his scimitar held high, he ran at the palm tree, his rapid steps alerting his would-be ambusher. As he got near, out leapt a giant rat of not inconsiderable size. Fadi, though, was unfazed by this and brought his weapon down, neatly cutting its skull in two. It stumbled forwards and bloodily collapsed into the sandy dirt. I now found myself faced with my own assailant, though. This was no beast. It was a rat man, but clearly a beast master. He was skulking behind a rock, whip in hand, fingering a particularly foul, weeping boil that stood proud of the fur on his head. He had no time to react to me, and I plunged my dagger into his shoulder as I moved behind him before slicing open his gizzard from ear to ear with its pear. As I let that body hit the floor, I spied Brambledown's quarry. He'd drawn the short straw. Out of the dead undergrowth rose up a gigantic, bipedal rat, easily as big as an ogre, its hide covered in a stitchwork of mangy fur patches that barely covered its overly muscled frame. Brambledown didn't flinch, though. Instead, as the slow-witted beast lunged for him, the halfling charged at it, his cleaver held high. The beast's own speed and strength drove it onto the weapon. Ludwig merely held it firm, but that did nothing to lessen the damage. The razor-sharp blade cut deep, disemboweling the creature and all but drowning the halfling in fetid guts. The rat ogre suddenly stopped, blinked, and then toppled over, dead as a doornail. But there was no time to rest on our laurels, and I dove into the morass of intestines that were covering Bramble Down, cutting 
and pulling them away, trying to free him before he suffocated under the sheer mass of innards. Oh, Master Tavernkeeper, my goodness, that is gross. Were you successful, though? Ah, thankfully, yes. We immediately poured water all over him to clean away the taint before stuffing the bedraggled halfling and the water bottles we'd filled into the caravan and getting away from the oasis as quickly as we could. Ach, and so, was it finally plain sailing from here on in? Ah, actually, for once, yes. We journeyed through the night as fast as we could from the hollow oasis and by late afternoon the following day, we saw the white walls of Al-Hayik upon the horizon. By this time, Zarka the witch had fully recovered, and Brambledown gave her his chest of gems and coins. Ah, yeah, the one that he'd stolen from the midst of that street brawl. Ah, well, yes. But uh, as a dungeoneer yourself, I presume you can't see anything wrong in claiming the treasure chests of the dead. Oh, yeah, if you uh, put it like that, then uh, I suppose so. Anyway, it was actually a slightly teary farewell, but we made lasting oaths of friendship with Faddy before Brambledown and myself disappeared off into the metropolis. We made a beeline for the harbour and the agreed meeting place, but there was no one there. We tried again the next day, but again, no one. And so this continued for another month. The adventures that Ludwig and I got up to during this time are stories for another day. But, well, we ended up a lot richer and a lot better equipped than when we started as a result of them. Let's just say that, eh? And, uh, well, that was it. Until finally, one day, there stood Gensha, waiting for us, arms outstretched. Suffice to say, it was a most emotional reunion that I will leave to your very active imaginations. Ooh. No, Heinrich. Whatever you are thinking about, that did not take place. Ah. You're no fun, Master Tavernkeeper. 